What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I am your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week from putting in work and all the rest that he does, if you don't know him, you've been living under a rock, is John O'Peck. What's going on, Jack? It's good to be here. It is good to be here indeed. And a last minute addition to the show, host of One Perfect Game, which is a gaming podcast about people who play video games. It is Matt Tilby. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Thank you, boys, for having me. Oh, pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for joining us. Man, you, yeah, man. you, you host one slapdash panel at a, at a PAX convention, <laughs> and now you're suddenly being approached for, uh, for extra podcasts. Um, <laughs> I kid, obviously, but um, no, it's, it's good to be here. Yeah, nice one, mate. Welcome, 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 um, Matt. Now, I, I, I don't know anything about you. Okay. <laughs> Never met you before in my life. I've seen you did the panel. It was great. Oh, I loved you. it. Fantastic stuff. Um, we had all, all, all for the people that don't know, we just had packs this past week. It's been a week now. Mm. Has too. Um, you can swear on this show, by the way. Oh, thank fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, and. And um, Matt, you hosted a panel, a Mario Tennis panel, mm. in which uh, we had an all eight-bit final with Jono and Brendan. It was beautiful. In the, yeah, in the, the uh, <laughs> we took out <laughs> those Twitch streamers. Tell you what, the stars aligned. <laughs> I guess um, it was a, a pretty hectic sort of, uh, I guess, organization of it. But um, <laughs> considering we ran, I think f- half or forty-five minutes over. Yeah, but, um, thankfully yeah, it was no, the it last was... panel of the whole event, so it didn't matter at all. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like it was the last event of the day, and I, I don't yeah. think the the enforcers were really, you know, they worried about it. I made a joke like, "Yeah, I'll, mm. you know, give you, I'll shout you guys a beer or something afterwards." But they were just like, "Yeah, mm. don't really care." <laughs> they were happy to just to, uh, to sit there and enjoy it. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was pretty good. I was uh, I was very surprised at uh, at how it went, and uh, obviously. Jono here was one of our finalists, the uh, mm. the self-proclaimed underdog, and yeah, you got <laughs> so agonizingly close. It was mm. beautiful. Mm. There was. Uh... Did you throw the game, Jono? No. Did you throw it to let Brendan win? I did no. not. I didn't have to. <laughs> he was clearly the only one there that actually put some time into the game. I think, mm. Um, mm. but it made for some good theatre and. I watched the, I watched a bit of the Twitch stream and I didn't do quite as badly as I thought against Brendan. I, I started way too slowly and yeah. I couldn't get my special moves to work right. So he got me, but I'll be hopefully invited back next year and see how we go next mm, time. But hey, it's, I just realized when you introduced Matt that we all hosted a panel at PAX. So that's pretty, we pretty certainly cool. We did. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is very cool. We'll get into PAX in a second because I do want to talk about PAX because it was, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. Um, but... Matt, we have a, uh, a segment on this show, mm-hmm. which uh, we call "Who is your daddy and what does he do," which gives gives our uh, listeners a bit of an insight into into the guests that we've had on, and sometimes it's just as beneficial for me as well because a lot of the time of having people on the show that I've never <laughs> I've never spoken to before, yeah, yeah. such as yourself. Um, so I'm gonna uh, throw some questions at you, All right? Shoot, just to, and you just give us uh, your your best. Or the most truthful answer, if you, whichever way you want to go. Yeah. Uh, where, where were you born and how old are you? 25, and I was born in Brisbane, but now living in Sydney. Brisbane. Okay. And so, you, did you grow up in Brisbane, or have you, did you just born there and then bounce down to Sydney? Or Yeah, I, I, um, I moved to Sydney last year. 
Um, I spent. I was born in Brisbane, born and uh, born and bred. Pretty much spent mm. all of my um, my childhood, my schooling life uh, in Brisbane, dealing mm. with the heat. So uh, mm. it's a bit of a, yeah. a welcome change to sort of come down here and have it. You know, a little bit colder, but uh, yeah. Mm. Just come to Melbourne, mate. We'll. Uh, I mean, it, you get all four seasons. It was so goddamn cold. I swear to God, that just that you know, three four days I was there, I was like. It, we're almost hitting summer, and I was like, I need a, a fucking jacket. It was incredible. <laughs> it had its moments. It's hard out in like where the where the MEC is because it's the exhibition center because it's like right on the Yarra, and like and that is that little like where it is like on the water. It's kind of like a wind tunnel that it just is. sort of runs through. Yeah. Like comes the wind just comes off the bay through the docklands and then out through the Yarra, and then yeah. So it's not the not the best spot for like a summer, you know shindig but i thought the weather i thought the weather was quite good all things it was good for, yeah uh, it, d- it didn't rain so that's a plus <laughs> yeah yeah and you wouldn't want it to be too hot that you would not want it to be too i think we went RTX, to rtx yeah. 2017 and it was like 40 degrees it was way 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 too hot it was like inside that exhibition center it was just like oh way it was just, it was like a sauna in there yeah. um especially with how packed pax is and how smelly it gets in there already you would not want it to be too hot so i think it was i think the weather was perfect for uh for the event itself all right man next question are you are you married single kids <laughs> anything like that i am i am very much single very much single ladies gentlemen <laughs> inanimate objects <laughs> try my best pets <laughs> pets um we've got sort of like well, we have one cat um, that's mm. sort of, I guess, owned by my landlord here. But uh, it's about right. it. We don't see him too much. That's good. Cats suck. <laughs> <laughs> I won't judge. I won't you judge. Don't, you, you don't want to be seeing it. Uh, what do you do for? What's your day job? What do you do for? What do you do for a living? Man, I I work at Rebel Sport. Um, Sweet. I'm full time at Rebel Sport um, over here in Chatswood. I do pretty much all things. Um, fitness shoes football boots clothing a bit of everything really so yeah um yeah a bit of a jack of all trades but yeah it's pretty that, much it that retail life yeah man i've been been in that retail life pretty much um almost i want to say almost 10 years now um yeah right certain you know working in supermarkets and and sports stores and things so um you, you certainly get your stories uh, coming out of you know mm. everyday retail, mm. but uh, it's always always a joy, always a joy. Mm. No doubt, no doubt. And now uh, some of your some of your favourites, your top. So let's go. So D, the, the bit of backstory. These questions are provided by DJ Payne, um, who's a former guest of this show. Former um, guest. Well, there's a two-time two-time <laughs> guest on this show. He's been on this show. He's he's, har- he's is he allowed back on the show? He's absolutely yeah, allowed back on the show, Jono. He's not a, like there a. It's go, not DJ. like a. This isn't like when a. When you say former, it's like former, currently. Well, banned. he's a previous guest. Is that probably the right syntax? Past I don't guest, know. Yeah. Past guest. Do I want to know show. what's happened here? Like, <laughs> no, does this? I don't know. Like, no, DJ do, just wants to come back on, and Jack won't invite him for some reason. <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason. I just, I just haven't gotten around. I'm just trying to mix it up a little bit. Mix it up, and I have Jono on. He's on every like yeah. third week. Um, yeah, why am I here? You- <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Jono. D- I'm not. I told DJ. I'm still waiting for him to reply to my yeah, message. I know. 
You want to he, come I'm on? not. He's not coming back on this show until I'm invited on his show. So we get a little bit of a little bit of trade off, and then DJ, you can come back on the show. Anyway, DJ wrote these questions, and um, he's put here top three favorites. But um, in the interest of time, I might just get your top one favorite out of all these categories. So your favorite movie? Oh, geez. Um, look, it's probably a tie between Snatch and Oh um, and Drive. Okay, right, okay. Snatch, good. It's, I think, yeah, Snatch is good. I was watching Snatch the other night, actually. It's so good. It's just so, like, expertly written. Just, and just just the banter that goes on in that film is just top-notch. I love it. So great. So great. Dags are down. You're like, oh, Dags. Yeah, yeah, Dags. <laughs> Caravan. Don't get checked. Sorry, Jono, what were you going to say? I said, don't get Jack started on accents. You'll be here all night. <laughs> Hey, oh. um, I do love that movie though. Snatch is a fantastic movie. Drive is also a good movie, but I think Snatch is a, is a better movie. But um, it's a, two good picks for sure. Two good picks for sure. Uh, favorite TV show? Uh, without a sh- well, once again, it's probably I was going to say without a shadow of a doubt, but I guess it's now the tie. Um, mm. I, I guess seasons one through maybe nine of The Simpsons. Um, okay. On their day is untouchable mm. and tied mm-hmm, mm-hmm, tied. Mm-hmm for that with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Good, okay. Solid choice. Two solid choices. Have you watched good. the latest season, Matt, of I've Always been, Sunny? I've been trying. Um, I've been trying to you know, find whether it's Netflix or wherever it's hosted at the moment, but um, I'm finding it very difficult. But even then, like the classic stuff, which is more readily available, is just fantastic. It's, it is. It's up there for sure. Mm. It's always a show I've, I've wanted to get into. You would love it. You would I love reckon it. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I would. Uh, favorite book? I am not a big book reader, um, mm-hmm. but there was always one that I read when I was um, in high school, and it was uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. I don't, I don't know why. It was just my sort of humor. Um, just a very yep. sort of off-kilter look at, you know, I guess a parody of, of you know, science fiction, and I thought that was just really up my alley, yeah. Mm. Okay, interesting. The correct answer is actually The Spine and the Maven by Johnny Depp, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll let that, we'll that, that one go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your oh, favourite video game? Your favourite video game? Oh, man, like, I say, like I say this pretty much every every time I'm on an episode of, uh, of One Perfect Game, but uh, it's for nostalgia's sake it's super mario 64 um okay yeah it for what it did for me personally um in just mm-hmm. you know influencing my lifestyle and and what i was doing like mm. it just it made such an impact on me like i probably wouldn't be here like i say to everyone i probably wouldn't be doing this or i probably wouldn't be doing this mm. had i not played that game when i was like 3 years old um it's obviously aged fairly badly now in today's standards when you look at you know what's what's out today and we'll yeah i mean it was just like such a big thing for me um like as i said it's, it's just been such an influential game for me ever since i was like three years old and um ever since then you know games have been such a big part of my my life i guess and i owe it all really to that game hmm it's a good choice. I like Mario sixty four. I think it's a, it's one of those ones where I'd like I'd love to go back and play it, but I'm worried that like the image I have of it in my head, 
like I have the image of like how Mario looks and I think going back and like thinking about him like how he was like polygonal and 64 bit like it's gonna ruin it not ruin it for me but it kind of like I'm like ah it's not quite how I remember it you and know like that, and the controller like that was the dawn of the Nintendo 64 and they didn't really know how to use it yet mm. what a hideous controller <laughs> oh man I played I played GoldenEye over at, uh, at PAX um, and mm. just remembering how badly that controller yeah. just was for any sort of first person oh. shooter was just disgusting but uh, yeah. I'm glad there's we like no Y axis at all <laughs> it's horrid yeah. you used to have to use like the what was this, the C buttons were that what they called the yellow yeah. ones? Yeah, yep. They were like the like they were like your your right analog stick. Essentially, oh, yeah. God. What a horrid thing that was. Um, and the the joysticks would just wear out. And, uh, I remember one of my favorite games ever um, was Hybrid Heaven. I don't know if anyone ever played Hybrid Heaven on sixty four. No. Name sounds Great familiar, game. but I can't remember it. K- Konami Joint. It's like a. It's just awesome. It's like a like a um, modern kind of like sci-fi type movie uh, movie game um, about like alien body snatchers and stuff. But the combat is like it's kind of like turn-based like fighting combat. So it's like you can do like a body slam or like a punch or a high kick or like whatever. It's or anyway, it was great fun, great story as well. But you, it was like a third-person game, so you're sort of running through the environment or whatever. And because my joysticks were so fucked on the 64, that you could only r- actually start running. Because it's like, you know, push forward a little bit and he'll, like, walk. But if you push forward all the way, he'll run. But you push forward and he would just walk really slow. So I was constantly running in, like, diagonals in this game because the only way he would run is with I was set, like, <laughs> oh, pointing God. the joystick off to, like, the left and the right. Um so that was uh, at least yeah, at least yeah. you're not sort of like rotating it on your palm like you had to constantly in Mario Party oh to uh, to get anything done. Just remember the blisters, palm blisters <laughs> for days. Jesus, even like I kind of like it's such a weird thing how that happened. Like that wasn't like that was something that I think everyone just picked up on their own. Like it wasn't kind of like oh I saw so and so do that. Like I, I remember playing Mario Party with my sister and we just started like doing that as like a way to get it going like really fast. And as like, it's sort of like infamous in games lore, this whole thing with like the palm blisters from Mario Party 64, like, I don't, like how everyone did it. And there was no like, there was no internet back then to be like, this is a good hack thing. And it's like, you know, not a lot of people were, I don't know, like going in, maybe a lot of people were, but I didn't have a lot of friends coming around playing like Mario Party with me. So... Um, it was like I picked it up from them so I always just found that fascinating how that's just sort of something that everybody did but no it was just it yeah. just sort of happened it's like blowing in the cartridges back then like mm, yeah. you just yeah. it, you could try anything so apparently yeah. Nintendo said it never helped but we all know it did it's like it's like <laughs> well, when a- um, Outcast obviously released Hey Ya and they were like yeah shake it like a Polaroid picture Polaroid mm. coming out being like, yeah, don't do that. That's not yeah. not something you could do. It's like the exact same thing. Everyone's blowing in it to try and that. clean it out. And Nintendo's like, nah, I wouldn't wouldn't don't be doing do that. that if I were you. <laughs> there's warnings. There's warning. There's actually a warning on the back of the um, 64 cartridge that it says like, um, do not blow into this cartridge. Like, do not blow into it. Do not get moisture in it. Um, so there's actually a warning on there that tells you not to do that, which is quite funny. Quite funny. Uh, all right, Matt, your favourite sporting team? Oh, 
you know, there's pr- probably a few. Um, man, I'm I'm big on my US sport, um, mm. but man, if I had to pick one, like I'm a I'm a big basketball guy, like the Phoenix Suns. Um, mm. I was a big fan of Steve Nash when I was younger, and and because um, it was just so weird to see like a a very small white Canadian dude just you know playing with the most mm. like globetrotter style you know hmm. <laughs> i guess approach to basketball um that was just something for me that i'd never seen before and i was just immediately hooked um i sort of stuck with it um obviously after he retired you know devin booker came through and um even though we're probably not you know in the greatest position now i'm still a, a huge fan so yeah there's some there's some talent there oh, but man, they man. won't they won't get there for a while especially in the west but Oh, if uh, yeah. yeah, they put the right guys around Booker, they could go far. I think. Well, I think I think Da is a, is a big start. So we'll see. <laughs> we will see. We will see indeed. Uh, next question, Matt. Your your platform of choice. Are you a PC, Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation gamer? This is where do you, this is your heart so lie? hard because like I have pretty much well all three major consoles. But mm-hmm. look, at this point in time, it is probably PS4. Okay, um, correct answer. <laughs> good. good, good. It is the correct answer. Um, well done. You can stay on the show. Well, thank you. I'm I'm flattered. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just been the the one for me that's really picked up recently. Um, the exclusives have mm. been there and 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 really mm. uh, delivered for me so far. But I don't know. Like having had all three three of the the major ones at this point in time it was just so hard for me to pick but yeah i mean if gun to my head and you had had to you know tell me to choose it would probably be the ps4 mm. good 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 it's a great machine fantastic absolutely fantastic uh and your religious slash spiritual world view um i was i mean i was born a christian um mm-hmm. Obviously, when you know you get a bit older and you sort of hear things about um, creationism and, and evolution, that's something you, you, your views start to change, um, mm-hmm. and you, you probably don't go to church as much as you probably should. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I still believe, uh, still believe in a god. I still believe that the you know in, in the Christian way <laughs> as much as I can. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely you know. See, I, I've, for the longest time, I've never, you know, remembered what the difference between being a Christian and being a Catholic is. But you know, I'm, I'm very mm. much, uh, you know, I believe in in Jesus Christ at least. Yeah. Mm. Jono, hit him with that religious <laughs> education. What's the difference between a Christian and a Catholic? Jono obviously is a devout Christian. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's just a, a uh, style change, basically. Well, not change, but it's like uh, a, a way of interpreting certain traditions and that kind of thing so obviously your catholics like in a practical sense they believe in the confession and having to do that through a priest and there's a long history of the catholic church having traditions that other denominations didn't believe in necessarily and Mm -hmm. they actually drink wine for communion things like that so it's like small things but essentially what you said is right like they both believe in Jesus and that's really the most important thing. From yeah. there it's like Yeah, exactly. It's like uh from there it's like different forms of like rock, like punk rock versus pop punk, like it's all the same, <laughs> you know. It's all loud. It's all it's all electric guitars. 
Yeah, exactly. Sh- shout out to Jesus Christ, am I right? <laughs> right. The big guy upstairs. The homie. <laughs> um, uh, one of my favorite things ever was, um, I'm a massive Taking Back Sunday fan, and um, Adam Lazara used to wear, he, like, he wore it to, like, a few different gigs. I used to download, like, music videos um, from Kazaa, like, back in the day when I was a thief. And how many uh, and, viruses um, did you get from that? Oh, too many. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know whether it was Kazar, it was the gigabytes of porn, but it was, you know, it was something. It was a combination, um, I'm sure. It was a combination <laughs> of the two. But I used to download, obviously, a lot of music, like punk rock music videos and stuff. And Animal Zara used to wear this um, shirt to like, he, he wore it in a few different um, music clips, but it was like, Jesus is my homeboy. Um, I don't think he's religious or anything, but I just thought it was a good shirt. Uh, yeah, really that was like it. a big meme in like 2003, probably. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. And your political world leanings, Matt? Uh, this is probably even harder than the religious one. Um, mm. I have no uh, like leaning one side or another, um, which probably doesn't help me um, in in most you know when it comes to most elections. But um, yeah. I mean, especially in Australian po- uh, political landscapes, mm. it's. It's very much in the middle. I mean, I, I, if once again, gun to my head, I'd probably say the Greens. Um, okay. But I don't know. Like that's very not the middle. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess it, it's probably the lesser of maybe multiple evils. I guess for me personally, yeah. but they all suck. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's hard for me to sort of look at you know politics on the news and say, oh, they're a nice person. Oh, they're doing nice things and 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 all that sort yeah. of stuff. So. I, I, I try care. to steer clear of it as much as I can, but yeah, you know, it's mm. it's very difficult for me to sort of jump, you know, jump on a bandwagon, so to speak. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that's kind of like I don't have a, I don't like I don't align, and I never have, and I probably never, especially not in this country, will never align to a party um, because. As far as I can tell, they're like indistinguishable. They really mm. are. Like they're just as bad as each other. Um, they have. They both have their faults and very few sort of positives. Um, so yeah, I think. I think you've got. To, I was having this conversation with someone the other day um, around like you've got to, especially in this country. I feel like we have to be more proactive with like talking to our local. Um, you know, representatives and and speaking up to to you know the people sort of running in the the local elections and this kind of thing because that's how stuff gets done. Like, there's that whole thing. I'm sort of going to go on a bit of a tangent, but I think this is something pretty poignant. This conversation I was having the other day, but like, we all. So I was talking to someone about like the crime problem in Melbourne. So like, there's a crime problem in Melbourne, um, as there is in a lot of places around the world, the country the state wherever and there's specifically this discussion at the moment around crime with african gangs and especially like young kids who are committing like really bad crimes like serious assaults burglaries like carjackings all kinds of terrible things and and are getting tried as children and not as adults and they're like 16 17 so they technically are still youth but they're getting it's really soft sentences or they're getting released on parole and, and it becoming a like it's becoming it's becoming a more of an issue in our state. And I was having the conversation with someone about this and they were sort of saying, like, oh, you know, Dan Andrews is going who's our current premier, he's probably gonna win the way things are looking and it's such a shame because he's doing nothing about the 
the um, crime and, da, 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 and this, that, and the other. And I sort of said, well, he's, you know, he's doing this and he's doing that, he's doing this. I'm like, yeah, because the way it sort of works is, and it's that whole thing about people like, oh, call your local, you know, representative and tell them what you want and what you think and what, you know, you what you want them to do. And nobody does that or people do it, but they're the very vocal minority that do that yeah. who are like proactive and they, they call their, their local ministers and they say, hey, what are you doing about the fucking water supply or what are you doing about this or what are you doing about the bus that's stops you every day isn't it you're on the phone yeah yeah and like you know that like that's that's what like and so they if these are the things that people are calling about these are the things that they're going to respond to these are the things that they're going to add into their um policies because that's what they're hearing from the people but the vast majority of australians don't do that and we sit back and we go why isn't he doing X about this? And we get we get all uppity and go, these bloody politicians aren't doing anything about this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing that I care about. And it's like, well, and I asked this person, I said, well, have you ever picked up the phone? You think you, you feel so strongly about this issue. Have you ever picked up the phone to your local representative or wrote a letter or an email or anything yeah. and said, hey, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about that? This is a problem for me in my community. What are you doing about it? Um and they sort of said, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you're probably right. And But I think it's indicative. Like, I don't know anyone who's ever done that. Well, I've never done it. Well, I think, I think it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, similar to um, the US at the moment because obviously they're early voting for the midterms there. And, you know, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on, um, on Twitter, you know, people being, being like, oh, it's, it's so terrible that Donald Trump's, you know, running our country. And, I mean, it, it, yeah. from a, from <laughs> a personal is. point of view, it probably is. Um, Go vote then. That's yeah. what I mean, like... If you're so upset about um, this political madman running your country, get up off your ass and go to the polling booth. I think there was a a, a, a statistic that like 36% of eligible um, voters in the 2016 election actually voted. Didn't. Um, yeah, exactly. And everyone's yeah. like, well, why did, why did Donald Trump win? It's because you didn't get up and you didn't go and vote. You didn't, mm. you know, whether you would have voted for um, Hillary or you would have voted for, for Donald Trump, like you you don't leave that chance open out there yeah you know you you, you yeah. make that voice heard um and at least you yeah. can say you have made the difference because who knows like that what 64 percent could have you know half of that could have voted for hillary and could have you know changed the way that we're currently you know viewing a lot of this well, news now and we're i'm sure we're going to be getting on to uh donald in a sec but you know mm. It, it, he lost the popular vote, yeah, exactly. so like he didn't even win the majority vote. I mean, we could we could go on election. for hours about you know whether mm. Russia did hack the election or not, but mm. the the majority, like the the you know, at the end of the day, people didn't vote, and it definitely affected how things happened. So yeah, 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 yeah. For my like twelve months as an electorate officer, like there are a lot of people that voice their opinions about these things but they're mostly people who are members of a party or mm. they are in like really personally affected like they're a victim of something so and yeah. it, it's almost never someone in our demographic that like 20 to 30 kind of you know the young people they mm. are like you say like very disconnected and mm. apathetic well, towards politics s- we're loud on social media and we're loud on this and that and the other, but we don't actually do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like some disgruntled farmer or something that's yeah. ringing people up and complaining. Like it's, it's yeah. always someone about, you know, 
an issue an issue that's probably not even like i worked in a state office and the amount of phone calls we had about council issues and federal issues it's like people people don't even know the difference the like i'd like yeah, to speak right. to the manager sort of people yeah they're the ones who are like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah who are yeah. karen the karen's karen. <laughs> who are definitely ringing up um <laughs> their their state office apologies if anyone listening is named karen or your mum or somebody's named karen but you know you know it's true you know it's true um all right well let's you know what let's jump straight i was gonna save trump till last but uh let's jump straight to it because we're already sort of on that political train and um, we might as well stay on it and then we can finish on some lightheartedness. Um, so I haven't written a, a like a, a, a spiel for the Trump, um, for this sort of situation that's going on in the US because there's so much to unpack and it would have been like a two page or at least a half a page um, thing. And I, was, I just thought it'd be easy just to jump in and give people a bit of a snapshot of what's going on. So obviously, uh, like Matt said, we're leading into the midterm elections over in the US. Um, and there's a lot going on with uh, the Donald and the way that he's sort of conducting himself, as generally is the case day to day. However, um, he's really ramping up his, I guess his, which was a main pillar of his, uh, you know, 2016 campaign was around um, immigration and border protection. It'd be really re- re-ramping it up. Obviously, we've spoken earlier in the year on this show about the um, the refugee crisis and the child separation, that kind of thing. And so, basically, what's happening is that there's um, a, a there's a caravans coming from Central America with between sort of 1,500 to 4,000 um, people who who are looking to come into the U.S. who are you know, refugees who are leaving their countries who are trying to enter the United States. And what the U.S. has done is they've sent troops to the border of Mexico and the U.S. to basically guard the border. They've sent, I think, um, at this stage, I think they've sent 6,000 troops and it could be more. Trump said they could potentially... Say, he said they could send between... He's like, we might send 10,000, we might send 15,000, which is more than they have in Afghanistan at the moment, um, which is crazy to me. That he's going to deploy that many troops to the to the border of Mexico over this. Um, so that's happening. He's also telling... He's also given... Apparently given directive to these soldiers that if anyone is to throw rocks or anything like that, that they should view that as a... Like a... A wep- like a an ass- like a assault with a weapon and should fire back on them, which is just absolutely insane. That is, this is something that the president of a country, president of the United States of America, is saying to his soldiers. Um, then there's this whole Im- <laughs> the immigration thing where he wants to change the birthright laws and the Fourteenth Amendment. It's just crazy what's happening over there. Um, what do you what do you guys make of the situation at the moment? I don't think it's that crazy that they are deciding to send people like 6,000, 10,000, whatever it is. Like if you think about the amount of people that it takes to process people coming mm. through, like mm. it, it, any airport, like if you want to fly to New Zealand, where mm. which is basically the other state of Australia, but you mm. still have to go through customs. You have to go through the due process. And mm. this is that times a million with the amount of people just coming and trying to get in there. Probably trying to sneak across, I'm guessing, in a lot of instances. I don't want to assume that, like, they're all trying to illegally come over. Um, it might very well be that they're 
hoping to be processed and that's i think what you need this amount of people for it's uh crowd control it's seems necessary from from what i saw the the fact that he's saying it's up to fifteen thousand, which hasn't been verified anywhere else like the white house no. is confused by the it pentagon, <laughs> but, yeah, the yeah. pentagon are even like oh, yeah no. sorry the pen- <laughs> yeah the pentagon they're just like that doesn't doesn't exactly fit in with what we are doing but he can he can say whatever he wants because he's president um that's so true, yes. yeah that's that's kind of uh it's not a good look when uh, the president is so far away from what his uh staffers and people mm. put beneath him the people on the ground are actually experiencing so it's just trump's uh, hyperbole i think which is pretty much expected by this point yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that, like, the ramping up of it is, like, this is not, these caravans and stuff, these aren't out of the ordinary. Like, these are things that happen. In this number, day, though? I think so, yeah. Seems like, like I believe, a like, lot. There's thousands of people. Sorry, go on. I was just saying, it seems like a lot of people to be, like, planning to come across at once. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it very well may be out of the ordinary, but there are thousands of people that try and cross the border every day. Um,. So this isn't like the thing that sort of gets me is that of like the timing of it, like he's really ramping up this whole like tough on borders thing right before the midterms. Um, I don't know, like it's uh, to me it was it, it is it, like it like you said it's it's Trump hyperbole, so it's it should be completely expected. The concerning thing is the stuff where he's talking about like directing the troops to like fire back on the to shoot on sight, like, yeah, 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 that's which insane. Is, yeah like that's that's crazy like that's like that's just like you don't like i just oh, he's just so fucking like you know like he's just he's becoming mad with unpresidential. power basically oh, yeah he's the worst <laughs> he's the, he's really like this is the stuff that like gets me it's like this isn't how a leader is supposed to lead like you're not supposed to like i get like being tough and and you know being strict and these like i get all of that but then to turn around and say you know oh if someone throws a rock at you like you should see that as like them firing a weapon you should fire on them like that's that to me is just crazy shit like and that's the stuff i can't like i really struggle to wrap my head around how this man is president when he's saying stuff like that do you know what i mean it's it's just so like bold and brazen um Hmm. and i can understand him wanting to sort of flex his political muscle ahead of what could you know be the turning point of his um of his presidency ahead of these you know midterms mm. but mm. you know to say something like you know to, to almost shoot and to tell your you know soldiers to shoot on sight and the fact that he's he wants to revoke the birthright citizenship in that country mm. um he almost just i don't know whether he's doing it just because he's such a like outright patriot psychopath well that that too but like he's one of those people who just was was born with those very sort of old ideals Mm. that you know Mm. america you know rock flag and eagle um and and Mm. you know if you're not from you know it's it's the same thing that we heard in australia and you know all those years ago when the cronulla riots happens you know if you don't love it leave um and i think he's really he's ramping that up like times a, a thousand basically um mm. the problem is mm. it's you know people are looking at this far more than people may have seen the cronulla riots and they and people saw those riots 
quite a bit, you know, not only here mm. but um, internationally. So it mm. just doesn't, it just doesn't, you know, provide a good look for him and his presidency when he's saying this stuff mm. really close to yeah. a really like crucial point in his presidency. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, let's touch on let's touch on the uh, the the birthright citizenship laws that he wants to change. So um, basically, there's a uh, for those listeners who don't know, in the Fourteenth Amendment, there's basically it basically says that if you're born on U.S. soil, whether or not your parents are, um, whether they're immigrants or whether they're citizens, you are a U.S. citizen, basically. Like, if they come, if, if you're born on U.S. soil, you are a U.S. citizen. Um, so he's looking to revoke that. So, which is, I mean, I'm not sure exactly logistically how you even, like, the amount of people who would have been born here, born here, born there, um... I mean, I don't know the stats, but I imagine it would have to be a hell of a lot to try and remove those people from the country, um, and 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 make make a, like a change like this is is quite sort of, um, I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's it seems it's like it's, a, <laughs> it seems like a, something he's brought up just to win points with people that would be in favor of that kind of policy, mm-hmm. which. Um, you know, it's your probably your racists and your people who it's your people in the deep wanna, south, yeah, yeah. Like, but it doesn't make sense even from his political party perspective because he's meant to be a conservative, and what's mm. less conservative than changing something that's been part of that? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know yeah. that that con- not not constitution, but whatever it is, like that 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 documentation for a long time. It's been law, and it's been part of being an American is the fact that you're born there, you know, and, and what that entitles mm. you to, whether it's uh, certain rights that others don't have, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was quite funny that people pointed out that um, not long after he sort of made this claim that he was going to, um, you know, retract the, the birthright citizenship, um, people were quick to point out that uh, his one of his son, I think his, his one of his sons was born in the US um, before... His wife was a citizen, so oh, God. Um, which I found, which I found quite humorous, quite humorous indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all. I mean, it's how much of this stuff that's happening at the moment is you know rhetoric and rah rah rah, and how much of it is actually going to like. One thing you can say about Trump is that he 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 generally follows through on something like that. Is, that's not something you can say about a lot of politicians, but he's he generally follows through when he says he's going to do something he generally does it um and so who knows whether this is just you know rah 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 or if he is actually um going to be doing something you know about it but i guess we'll see but i guess um to just throw something out to our uh u.s listeners out there do like vote oh god yeah you get you know, tomorrow, November 6th starts, you know, I guess, well, by the time this posts, yeah, it'll be tomorrow for you guys. Um, get out there and vote. If it's Republican, if it's Democrat, if whoever it is, but like, just don't waste that opportunity to have a say. Yep. Um, that would be like the overarching message that I would give. We don't have a fucking choice here. We have to vote. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, all right, let's move on. 
It's sort of on the same, it's keeping on the political spectrum, but shifting focus a little bit. Uh, it is what it is, his favourite rap man, Kanye West, has this week said he'll be dis- distancing himself from politics. Not three weeks has passed since Kanye claimed he loved Donald Trump and that his MAGA hat gave him superpowers. He tweeted this week, My eyes are now wide open and now realise I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. I'm dissing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, So Kanye, he's had enough. He's seen the light. Um, He hasn't specifically sort of said that this is to do with Donald Trump, and I'm I'm not even sure if it is, but I feel like he's maybe maybe someone's like gotten through to him or has gotten in his ear there was talk around um there was a there's this sort of movement called blexit which is basically a campaign to get african americans to remove themselves from the democratic party or from you know supporting the democratic party and he had been aligned to that through some work with a logo or some something like of the sort um which he sort of tried to distance himself from but yeah, Kanye's seen the light. It's apparently it's so weird because, like, especially when you you think about what he had released since he'd sort of, I guess, even that first m- meeting with Trump, because um, mm. he released uh, Yay, um, mm. and then ob- obviously most recently he released that song with I think Lil Pump, um, where they're yeah. where they're you know looking like Roblox characters, um, and then did just that bizarre. Uh, appearance on Saturday Night Live doing the exact same song but I think yeah. they were dressed as like Evian bottles or something um, <laughs> he's he's clearly one to you know draw attention to himself and I, I think he whether it is like a publicity stunt or he was genuinely um, you know voicing his political view I can understand him doing that you know for him I guess any publicity mm. is good publicity but um like you rightly said, Jack, whether someone has gotten through to him and explained like, you know, this probably isn't good for your PR or he has, you know, had one of those sort of bipolar mental sort of um, situations that I guess we all know that or recently that he's had, um, mm. you know, it, it's it's just very weird to backflip from that so quickly. Um, there... <laughs> There, there weren't a lot of, you know, people, especially in the music industry, who were so vocal about it or, or vocal about their sort of political standpoint. Um, and to see Kanye being so vocal about it, I guess, you know, I, I don't mind his music, but um, it, it's just very opening and, and very unusual. Um, mm. So I can understand him being, you know, a little bit more reticent, I guess, to sort of, you know, a bit hesitant to sort of do that now because it, it might just be affecting his PR. But it'll be interesting to see what he does next because, you know, falling away from that, he had so he gained so many more followers just as quickly as he lost them. So, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a definitely an interesting one. Like, I, I mean, I think there's plenty of vocal people, like vocal, politically vocal people in that industry, but you generally don't see them especially in like entertainment, Hollywood, music, they yeah. are generally left, like they are generally Democrats like in that in that sort of space. So I think what, and they're, you know, you, they're, they're generally not African-American rappers who are coming out as 
Trump supporters and, and Republicans and this kind of thing. Oh, so yeah. I think that was the, the system shock. Everyone sort of got a bit... And, and well, Kanye's had a very polarizing 12 months. He's said a lot of ridiculous shit. This, the whole slavery comments around, you know, slavery is a choice oh, and these yeah. kind of things. It's, I almost just, like, wiped that out from my memory. Yeah, and, like, the change... Like, you know, trying to change, like, the amendments around... Um, slavery and these kinds of things, and just just bizarre stuff. Like he's had a very interesting. He's uh, he's had an Elon Musk twelve. Elon, him and Elon Musk have had very interesting years. And Elon Musk is one of my favorite human beings on the planet. But he's he's also having a bit of a weird time at the moment. He's have, if anyone do, if you do not follow Elon Musk on Twitter, please do yourself a favor. He's on a roll at the moment. It is something to it is something to behold. Um, but similar to. Elon, Kanye has just said some stuff this year that I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know that he's either thought through or he's like, I think he's just speaking sometimes for the sake of saying words. Yeah. He doesn't seem to know what he's saying. That's the problem. Like mm. I'm all for uh, someone like him getting up and kind of going against the grain and, and, you know, being an alternative voice to what you kind of expect to hear from every other musician or every other rapper or every other, you know, Hollywood circle person, because that's what he is with what, what's happening with the Kardashians and everything. But mm. it's just way too far off the deep end. Like if, if you can't understand what his point is, like it's not really going to be making a, a, a good difference. It's not really going to be making an impact in people's lives. Like the people that he's probably viewing himself as someone that is influential towards like I don't really see that I, I can't see him looking back at the things that he said and being happy with it like unless he's just delusional which it, it seems like he is so who knows yeah I think definitely <laughs> but that's the thing like when he was at the White House a few weeks ago it was what he was like that I watched that 15 odd minute whatever the hell that was speech that he he rambled off and it's it's incoherent yeah even and Trump like, was just like get this guy out Even of Trump here. was speechless. He's like, what the hell is, I think Trump was a bit like, oh, I didn't realize this guy was actually crazy. <laughs> like, he's like, oh wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, Do you think this will still so, sort of like influence um, or change his decision to run for presidency in, I think what, almost in 2020 or 2024? Yeah, I don't see that. Yeah. I, 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 I do not see that sort of eventuating. I think he's sort of, I think he's, I think Kanye is a very proud man. And I do feel like, like I got from this statement, I do feel like, so I think he's very proud. I also think he's very smart, but I also think he's a little bit crazy and he's got almost like a juvenile brain. Like sometimes when I hear him talk and when I hear him say things, I'm like, I feel like that's a child. I feel like that's like I'm listening to like an overactive like child. Like he's definitely, he's definitely on the spectrum. Like there's definitely, and he's admitted that, like he's, he's got issues and stuff. Um, So it's not like, that's not like news, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't see that, ha- like, the 2020 thing happening, but I see, like, I think he... I think he really was genuinely, like, hurt. Like, he's been hurt by something. Like, I feel like whatever's happened, and he feels like he's been taken for a fool, and he's like, oh, man, I've been... Like, he says, he's like, he's like I've been tricked or whatever, like... Um, so, yeah, I don't know. By who, though? Like... <laughs> well, that's he just like, seems to come know. out of... He just seems to come out of nowhere 
with yeah. all these takes and it wasn't like he was saying like i've been talking to my friend you know john ham or whatever and he's he, he's shown me the light and you know we got to support trump like it was just he just john came ham. up and started can, you, say john can you imagine like <laughs> is, is john ham a trump supporter <laughs> or is that just a name you pulled out it was just a name i pulled out i was, I was, I was gonna going say with, like can you imagine like him and john ham just Ham's like <laughs> talking to each other and being like yeah. best mates and showing up at like you know paris fashion week like that'd just be the most like buddy cop sort of like combination john ever hammond. john hammond kanye west god um just a last point on this um <laughs> sorry, kanye sorry. A, a, sorry john ham um don't sue us i loved please. you in mad men um yeah i loved you in mad men and baby driver you're really good oh yeah as well. uh, um Kanye, uh, not you know, a couple of days after distancing himself from politics, made a hundred twenty-six thousand dollar donation to a Democratic um, uh, candidate for the um, mayor of Chicago. So, wow. um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's not completely distancing himself from the political spectrum, but um, you know, maybe he will seem, maybe he'll pop up as a Democrat in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty. Who knows? Him and Akon. Him and Akon. Oh Apparently, Akon's oh putting God. his hand up. Kanye West versus The Rock just... for the uh, the presidency. We'll see it. You know, I'd vote for The Rock. Oh, absolutely. I'd vote for The Rock. Absolutely, I would. All right, last story. Red Dead Redemption 2, the highly anticipated Western romp from acclaimed developer Rockstar Studios, was released to much fanfare over the past week. And as predicted, it was a surefire hit. The game sold well, Matt and Jono. It sold well indeed. Yes, the it game did. itself had the biggest opening weekend in entertainment history. Let me say that again. The biggest opening weekend in entertainment history. Entertainment history. Movie, television, video game, album. This game sold better than anything over a weekend ever. Is this crazy or is this... Am I like... Mm. This is amazing. It's awesome. It's, I mean, it's really good. not... It's not super surprising. Yeah, uh, no, it's not. It's short it's of sick. It's short of GTA Five, I think, which released <laughs> on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah. So it, there's kind of an asterisk hanging over it with the whole weekend thing, where usually yeah. when someone says weekend, you're thinking like, you know, box office weekend, like that's the big thing. But it's yeah. it's not in this case. It's not the big thing. It's kind of the imagine second tier. If, yeah. Imagine if GTA Five was released on a Friday. Yeah. Oh, that. So GTA Five. GTA 5 did $1 billion in the first three days on sale. It was released on a Tuesday. I thought it was 24 Dem- hours. Uh, but maybe not. No, I think it was the first eight, three days it did Yeah, I think it was $800 million, yeah. uh, million or something. Yeah. 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 24 um, hours. Red Dead Redemption 2 made $725 million in the first three days over the first weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Unbelievable. I think Unbelievable. Even, even here, like... Especially when I was, I I noticed it um, a couple of weekends ago at PAX, Mm. like you could not walk a hundred meters down the street without seeing either a poster on a wall or an advertisement on a bus for Red Dead. Um, The marketing for that game, especially with that real, really sick cover, that like hand drawn Mm. um, picture of Arthur Morgan, Mm. like Mm. that's money. Like you could print money, you could Mm. make posters of it, like it would sell. It's just unbelievable. You'll appreciate this, Matt. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast the other day. You know Bill? Oh, yeah. yeah. Over at, at The Ringer, right? It's probably one of the top th- three, top five podcasts in the world, I'm guessing. Probably the biggest sports podcast. 
and he had a like a live ad read for Red Dead Redemption and he never talks about games at all. So it just shows you how far they've kind of gone with the marketing it, on this and it was it was cuz they just know that like even people who listen to a sports podcast that they might only have their PlayStation to play FIFA and Madden every year. They'll go, "Oh, it's the new game from the guys that made GTA 5. I'll go out and buy it and there's another sale." Well, like it's it's so weird cuz I mean, I was at work um, earlier, like the week of uh, PAX, like a couple of days before, um, and there was an NBA game on at work because we've got, um, obviously because we work at Rebel Sport, we've got uh, ESPN on one of our big TVs just for for customers. Um, And Kevin Harlan was the the commentator and he was sort of going, this presentation of uh, the NBA is brought to you by like Valvoline or whatever it was. And then he goes, and and uh, Rockstar Games Red Dead Redemption 2 and he was really like <laughs> giving it the, the old like commentator's flair and, and I was yeah, like yeah he's so good like that's the bizarre thing to me like it's transcending like just the gaming world and it's it's getting into these sort of other areas that people usually don't cross because A it's a you know well marketed game but also like you said because it's a Rockstar game and because it they, they've got that history of oh it's the guys who made Grand Theft Auto like anything that they touch is like 99.9% going to be gold. So, um, and we're going to be playing it for the next five years. Oh, the game yeah. is huge. Like, like um, we know, like we've all been playing this game. We know how like massive it is. The online is going to be so much more than what we can select. It's like, we're looking at a piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Now, you know, we're looking through a keyhole and there's going to be so much more. It's, it's insane. Uh, to just think it, about. It's funny though. Cause like, Obviously, in the week leading up to it, we all heard about um, the, the the claims that that I guess were proven true of um, 100 hour weeks that were worked mm. worked on by certain um, workers at the company um, at Rockstar. Um, Time well spent, I say, Matt. <laughs> well, that's what I was about to get oh, into on. because they, they weren't it, they weren't proven true necessarily. I think like the most anyone admitted was like 70 hours. I guess they were sort of sh- they were, sh- they were from, shaped, and yeah. there was there was like there was obvious like you know i don't i don't want to say claims there was obvious um over time being spent yeah. for that for that game yes. but what mm, i was going to say was that like that clearly didn't seem to tarnish the sale or you know affect the amount of you know <laughs> copies it was going to buy because no. um it clearly yeah. sold like an absolute <laughs> like hotcakes really yeah, yeah. All That's, the babies who would have been like, oh, "We're boycotting this game," and they saw every single man and their dog playing this game like the next week. I bet, you, I yeah. guarantee you, they've all gone. Oh board. yeah. It's the same with the Spider-Man puddle thing. Like, mm. you only have to watch someone play it for five seconds to be like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I need this." <laughs> and mm. I don't know if there's anyone out there listening to this that did say they were going to boycott it. If anyone has not bought this game because of the, you know crunch please let me know because i'd be very interested in how you how you're going with that was, yeah yeah how's that working out i for was you? gonna say because like pretty much my twitter feed the entire time that i was um in the lead up to it like that first week pretty much everyone was saying this just that vine just that vine yeah. going absolutely bananas i i bet the people who made Vine must have been like, 
oh, there's a sharp spike in that cowboy vine <laughs> that was made like mm. three years ago. Oh, I wonder why. Mm. Just everyone mm. and their dog just making that weird reference. And I must admit, I jumped on board. Yeah. yeah. Bring back vine. <laughs> yeah, bring back vine. Um, oh, it's a, can we just, can we gush about this game for, for a couple of minutes just sure. before we wrap up? Like, how good is this game? This game is very, 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 very good. I wish I was playing it right now. I know. <laughs> I know. Let's wrap it wanna, up. I've got to. I've got to go and. I still got to edit this podcast yeah. and upload it. Man, I, yeah. oh, I, I've, I feel like I've been playing for probably maybe like four hours now. Um, oh, oh my god! Play <laughs> I was gonna say I have. I feel like I have barely scratched the surface, and I obviously probably have. But like, Mate, you haven't even found nah, nah, the surface to scratch. <laughs> I. There's. I. You are like you haven't even hit the ground yet, mate. I have literally <laughs> just finished the um the drinking mission. And I don't want to spoil oh, it for anyone so who has good. not played yes. uh, this game yet, but it's perhaps one of the best things Rockstar's ever done. It's incredible. It's hilarious. It's yeah. so good. Um, and I encourage anyone who hasn't played yet to pick it up and go play it because it's just great. Yeah. Jack and Is I have a- played probably a similar, I mean, I'm guessing like between 15 and 20 hours, do you think, Jack? Yeah, something and, like that. And, and even, we- yeah, even then, I still feel like I've just scratched the surface. Like, Oh, man. <laughs> I'm still like, every, like, I'm still like, I... Like I know that they're like I know of mechanics in this game because I've seen like shoot, like not like I've seen screenshots or like cu- late preview coverage of it that I'm like I still haven't I still have not come across that mechanic yet and I'm thirty five percent through as of my save before thirty five point seven percent through I, is there a is there a play clock I can't find like a like a I don't like want to know what my play clock is <laughs> uh, usually these games have like a section that has stats like how many people yeah. that you've killed and time spent on a horse time spent you know, yeah. running in cover and all that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I, haven't, know, yeah. I don't remember. Can I ask you both what you that. named your horse? Oh, my first one. <laughs> I named it El Camino. <laughs> and someone stole it. Oh, no. He ran off with it. And Was I couldn't ch- try horse? to chase. Sorry? Is that the $15 one that you buy? Yeah, yeah, that was my first baby, and and we became we got to level four together, and she was my girl, and like we'd been through everything together, and then I was just riding through the woods, just like cruising along, and this guy was like, "Hey man, I need help! Like help me!" I was like, "Oh, I'll go over and see what this man needs." Like he might like I'm I just sucked venom out of another dude's leg before <laughs> they got bit by a snake. I'm gonna like come and see this guy wants my help, and then boom, pulls me off the horse and rides off. And I could try to chase him, but my rifle was, I couldn't like shoot him because all I had was a bow and arrow and my pistols oh, and the no. rifle was, or it was in my horse, in my saddle. Yeah. And he ran and he ran and he ran and I chased and I chased and I chased and I should have got, I tried, that's right, I tried to get the lasso out because I'm like, I'll lasso him off this bastard, I'll hog time, but I missed the lasso and he was gone. And I like, I ran past another guy on a horse and I'm like, I know I won't steal that horse. Hopefully he'll like slow down and I'll be able to chase him down. And I kept running, kept getting <laughs> further and further away. And then... I just see like I open like the map to see how far away he is and it's just like my saddle like the oh, no. God. one like That's equals one depressing. prayer yeah <laughs> that that horse I named Oats as in like Oats. C- Captain Oats shout out yep. to, to the OC and Seth Cohen uh, but then I went and caught like the fastest horse in the game which is in a, like the beginning area kind of like it's a white horse in the snow and I named that one Storm because it's That's very super cool. fast um, I named I've only got that first horse I've named her uh, Furious D as a, a bit of a reference to the, the Simpsons um, when cool. they buy that horse and um, like want it to, to race in the Kentucky Derby or whatever it is 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, like, yeah, I was I was about to name it, I think, um, McGarnagal as well. Um, McGarnagal. Um, just as, like, just to show how much of a, You're hu- after a huge Simpsons nerd I am. But, yeah. Mm. Awesome. Um, I named my second one. Well, I, I've had I've gone through a few horses since then. Um, just none of them clicked with me, but I've got one now. It's an, Amer- I forget what it is, an American something or other. Um, and I named it Agnes. So me and Agnes are hanging at the moment. She's did you, doing all right Did you me. check the gender before you name it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I made sure it was a girl. Cause, well, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. You just pat her. When you do the pat thing, it's like, hey, girl, oh, yeah. boy, hey, boy. So you know sort of what it is. Yeah. Hey, uh, I named horse. I, I was listening to, to the Hungry Gamers and I think it was... Uh, Brendan named his horse Henry to find out it was a woman, a female, not a woman, a female. Oh, no. horse. Name it Henrietta. Henrietta. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you get you get attached to the name. It's like, oh well, mm. stick with it. <laughs> Used to have um, a yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I must be like twenty odd hours. Like I've played heaps this weekend. Um, I must be like twenty odd hours in, thirty five percent of the way through. Um, yeah, the game's just amazing. I, I was just saying, I was saying, Matt to Jono and and our friend Tom yesterday or the day before like what an amazing year we've had in gaming so far like, oh yeah I've had two two games this year already are in my have made it into my top 25 games of all time and this game is very much on its way to being in there as so well so what were the other two then so God of yep. War I think is number 12 or 13 uh, no well yeah it would be 13 now because I think it came in at number 12 after I finished it amazing game what is a masterpiece of gaming and then Spider-Man. Yeah, it's, I um, Spider-Man. I in my top loved ten. Spider-Man. You like, like Spider-Man more than God of War. Yeah, I lo- oh, absolutely. Spider-Man is like that's your game of the year. It's my game of the year. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I, but Red know. Dead could very much yeah, go past I haven't. It. I think I haven't I th- played enough Red Dead yet to probably um, you know rank it. I guess at this point in time, yeah. Spider-Man is still my game of the year. Yeah. Uh, I'm the loner. Spider-Man. Spider-Man will. I think. I think. I think unless like. It's just my gut feeling at the moment. I feel like when I finish this game, this will be my game of the year. But I think Spider-Man will still rank higher in my favorite games of all time. Just, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, oh, um, yeah. I know yeah. that's a special IP to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, like for, for me, like I really enjoyed Spider-Man, but I just felt like God of War was a hmm. like a, a milestone in in games and the kind of the way Red Dead is like it's kind of revolutionizing the genre like it will be the game where people go everything after that felt dated because it wasn't that yeah. like every yeah. every game in this genre of God of War is going to feel dated if it doesn't implement the same you know narrative design and integration as, as that game did it's and everything every open yeah. world after this is going to be like uh, yeah but Red Dead, you know, like imagine going back to t- Tomb Raider or something after playing one of those two games, and it's just like, mm. it's um, yeah, I know, right? And what, like even games like Assassin's Creed that came out this year was wildly like praised. Everyone said they loved it. Like we've just had, it's game of the year is going to be so tough this year. Like for all the outlets, for, like for every outlet, for us at Eight Bit, for all the other gaming outlets around, like. I, is it going to be Red Dead? Is it going to be God of War? Is it going to be Spider Man? Yeah. People will vote for Detroit. People Celeste. will vote for Co- like Assassin's Creed. Like Celeste, say it. Celeste, <laughs> shout out to Buddy Watson. Yeah, I think um, that yeah that we could have like ten legit candidates oh, from insane. for different reasons, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. Ah, video games. What a fantastic medium. Mm. Absolutely. Um, we didn't even get a chance to talk about PAX. No, we it didn't. It was fun. Go, was good. go listen to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Which podcast? Uh, well, Matt had Nazy on his podcast at the AT booth. Yeah. I had I had Yag on. I've got a few bunch more. <laughs> I've got five or six more podcasts from PAX coming out. And 8-Bit's got yeah. all the... Uh, the recaps going up on the YouTube channel, so there's plenty of content there, as well as the rest of the excellent podcasts in the A Bit Collective. Absolutely, go listen to You Game Bro as well. Yes. Got, uh, NATO and I did a full comprehensive breakdown of PAX, uh, the PAX weekend, and not just the PAX festivities, but also the shenanigans that ensued in the aftermath of the. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of espresso martinis. Yes, <laughs> too many, <laughs> too many, too many for you. Yeah. yeah, I nearly had a heart attack. Have you come down yet? Um, <laughs> I have only just, I have only just, but I did, I haven't had a, I haven't, I'm drink, I'm sort of slowly making my way through a monster at the moment, um, energy drink, because I do want to play, it's now 10.30 p.m., 10.32 p.m. currently, uh, on the 5th of November, remember, remember, and um, happy Guy Fawkes Day, everyone, all our UK listeners as well, um, and um uh, only because, yeah, I'm only drinking this because I want to play Red Dead after this. I know what I'll be doing as soon as I'm done here. I'll just I'll send you the audio, and I'm going to be jumping back onto my yeah. uh, my Xbox to play uh, Red Dead. Are you playing it on Xbox? I've got uh, Xbox One X, or no, no. I've just got uh, more, I guess, storage space for it. I got a, a hard drive huh. um, hooked up to the USB ports, and it's just got like 400 gigs space on it. So I thought, look, I'm definitely not going to be able to fit it on my PS4 without uh, deleting a few games that I love. So I might as well just use it on the other console. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit. You can find all of our content over at 8bit.net or search the 8-Bit Collective hashtag on Twitter. And you can follow us on Twitter. Jono is at Jono himself. Matt is at It's Tilby, which is I-T-S-T-I-L-B-Y. I'm at Cruzy underscore mate and 8-Bit is at We Are 8-Bit on all of the socials. Matt. Tell the kids where they can find your content. Pimp all the things that you do. Man, the uh, the big one is, uh, of course, my podcast Twitter for One Perfect Game, at OPGpod. Perfect. Easy. Short and sweet. Anything else? Nothing, that's well, it. Just follow the you, you, you basically uh, put out the, the word for my personal Twitter. I was going to say that myself, but you've done it already, so uh, thanks <laughs> for that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Jono, what have you got coming up? content wise yeah i got sissy jones coming up on the next putting in work who was the uh, voice of uh, katja in the first season of the walking dead she was the delilah in firewatch and you might recognize her from uh life is strange she was uh, chloe's mother so she's all over the place she's in a lot of video games including the latest call of duty spider-man doing additional voices so she yeah great interview with sissy uh talking about her uh, getting into voice acting after Bang-a-rang. coming through Silicon Valley and getting out of that life. Nice. Very good. Look forward yeah. to that one for sure. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. It does help get the word about us. It helps us be discoverable. Make sure you do the same for putting in work and one perfect game as well. And shout out, as always, to our wonderful sponsors, Audio Technica, for hooking the 8-Bit Collective up with all the best audio gear in the business. Head on over to audio-technica.com.au for all the best audio gear. And if you've got any questions for myself or my guests for next week, you can always email us at 
it is what it is at 8bit.net. Gentlemen, Matthew, Jono, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you both this evening. Yes, it has. Thank you so much, man. Have a great uh, trip to... Oh, yeah, you're going... I don't think we spoke about it on the podcast, but you're going to America. Have a great trip. Be safe. Yeah, probably about the time this uh, gets released, I'll be uh, on a plane on Wednesday morning to the US, but... Uh, don't have any babies while you're over there or they won't be able to Well, stay. yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'll try my best to uh, to keep it that way, but, um, yeah, look, it's going to be a big, long month, but it uh, should be a lot of fun. Fantastic. Excellent. Excellent work. Jono, also to you. Thank you, sir. Pleasure, as always. Until next time, friends, it is what it is.